Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The rogue of wrestling, Michael Newman. Common problem for WWE superstars. Like, they never know how to react to the lights going off. Like, Undertaker made a career out of that. And the New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan. Why did no one who feuded with The Undertaker over all these years just bring a flashlight down to the room? <laughs> You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Can you imagine that, like, <laughs> shielding his eyes, like, hissing as he runs away or something? <laughs> like, some goth kid. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the greatest Royal Rumble edition of the Super Spark Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am uh, here alongside with my tag team partner, the rogue of wrestling, Mr. Michael Newman, and <laughs> I am your New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan. How you doing this week, Newman? Uh, question, because like our, so we started the show, our very first episode was on the Royal Rumble uh, two years ago when AJ Styles debuted. Yes. So with this being the greatest Royal Rumble, does this count as like a secret extra birthday for the podcast? Are we like Definitely. two and some weird fraction number years old now? And let's celebrate in the middle of the day at like 12 mm. o'clock and then it's going to be like a six hour show, uh, celebration. <laughs> yeah, just like a giant show uh, and you got to fly all the way out to Jeddah. Uh, that's yeah. the other big thing, you know. It's a, it's a little bit of a hike. Yeah. I'm interested, like, I get that it's a huge deal for WWE because, like, they're getting a lot of money from the Saudi Arabian government who's trying to mm -hmm. beef up their television and all that fun stuff. But, like, how many live viewers do they think they're really getting? <laughs> uh, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, in the world or, like, there? Because I, I think it's, like, what is it? Sold out there, I think, right? Oh, it's definitely sold out there. Like, and that's fine. But, like, I mean, like, mm -hmm. live viewers in the U.S. Because it's Friday at noon. Like, at least our time, right? It's 9 a.m. Mm -hmm. for the West Coast. Well, I, you know, with the thing with the network is they don't necessarily always need to have live viewers, right? They just need to have people who want to go watch it. Yeah. So, you know, people probably just go watch it when they get off work. Like, you know, and even if, you know, you know I bet a majority of people will do is after it happens because you know what happened whether it work they'll be looking up results or something like that and then they'll go watch at least a couple matches like the ones that want to watch and uh you know that's fine they still yeah. got their like monthly subscriptions it, it doesn't it's not like they get more money of their monthly subscription if they watch more matches it's like that's true who, who fucking cares there's just another reason to try and get you on the network you know actually you know what in a way, wouldn't this be kind of a smart thing? Because like it, it shows you that you might want to go and watch stuff even when it's not live so that you're encouraged to go and watch stuff on the network so that you might think, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll keep this thing another month instead of just, ah, I watched WrestleMania. Now I'm done. Fuck it. Yeah. It's like, oh, look at all this other shit that's on this network. There was that Greatest Royal Rumble. That was pretty fucking cool. And hey, fuck, there's Backlash next week. You know, next week. Maybe that'll be cool. This might actually be like a really secretly genius marketing strategy because right at the end of the month, yeah, where WrestleMania was free. So maybe they're trying to like retain that WrestleMania um, subscriber bump. Yeah, I can see that. 
Now, I'm not saying it was necessarily always planned that way, but maybe it's secretly genius, or maybe this is just a nice little potential side effect of its timing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. So we had WrestleMania only three weeks ago now, right? Uh, Yeah, that was really not long ago at all. Two or three weeks. Then we've got this show, and then in another week, we have another pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And at least... You know what the funny part is? Is that pay-per-view is going to be the shortest out of these, like, special shows. Uh, yeah, it might be. That Backlash one. Yeah. Because this one's going to be, I think it's like 12 to 5 or something like that. And then they have an hour pre-show. So it's another, oh, yeah, I mean, like, six-hour show. Shit, like, that. this Greatest Royal Rumble itself is going to be, like, probably like a fucking two-hour match. It ha- I mean, at the minimum. Because it's like 50 people times... Is it still a minute and a half? Uh, people? Minute and a half to two minute intervals. So, but even if, yeah. like, say they cut it down to the minimum, which is a minute, which I don't think they would do because that's, like, way too fast. Mm-hmm. You're looking at an hour minimum for yeah. that match alone. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, it's going to be... It'll be exciting, though. I think... Well, the thing that's exciting, I guess, is the fact that I feel like there's a couple of different people who could legitimately win this. Yes, they're treating this, the room right now is they're treating this as like WrestleMania Part 2. Because Mm. they want this crowd to be excited and they want the television audience, especially in Saudi Arabia, to be excited. So Mm -hmm. they're bringing out the big big guns in this show. The big guns. Hence why we have John Cena versus Triple H for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, John Cena and Undertaker went so well last time. <laughs> hey, it did for The Undertaker. <laughs> it's the best he's looked in, like, five years. <laughs> hey, it worked so well for him that now he gets to fight Rusev in a casket match. How long do you think that one goes? <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, how fast can Undertaker bury Rusev? Literally, right? How fast can he dig a hole? Like, It's like a... Uh, have you seen that movie Holes? Yes. And read the book? Yeah. I don't know. It's like he might start digging. It's like, fuck, I don't realize this is actually a lot of hard work. <laughs> Hold on. Maybe we should have put this match on first and have it just go on in the side while everything else is going on. It might take us a couple hours to dig a hole. It's going to take as long as it takes for Undertaker to hit all of his moves. Yeah, actually, him and Rusev have to ta- like team up just to dig the hole first, and then they have the match when they're both fucking tired. After having dug a hole, like, big enough to bury a body with a casket. Uh, and then they just both die and fall inside. That's one way to end it. Or, uh, actually, you know, Rusev uses the power of communism and is like, Haha, you see? I can sit back and watch and wait while you do the work, and I still get benefit. <laughs> Stupid American. And then super kick under Kicker's dead body, and he just collapses into the casket. And he just... Yeah, you know, buries him and then puts like a big sickle and hammer on his casket. <laughs> I like how they went like from normal to we're going back to the Cold War. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Rusev Day! <laughs> oh, man. Alright, so uh, I guess uh, do you have any highlights from the shows this week or which matches are you looking most forward to for this uh, show coming up? Um. Yeah. Let's let's go through a couple highlights of this week, just yeah. uh, until we get into the show, because there are certain things that are and people that'll get lost in that show. Like, for example, Chad Gable getting that win over Chad or over Jinder Mahal. 
mm-hmm. was awesome. Yes. And so a la Bret Hart with that counter and that pin. Yeah. Hmm. I think maybe some people in the back are realizing that Chad Gable is the second coming of Bret Hart. Thank God. Yes. Because he is. I'll say second coming of Bret Hart in the ring. Uh, well, in that, in that archetype of character. Maybe not in being the whiniest of bitches that ever stepped foot in the wrestling ring. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not, not that hat. Not that half of it, but like the, the he was like this great kind of undersized baby face who's this ultra technician, yeah. and you know can get these win over these bigger guys and make it look really great. Now, do you think he gets any kind of storyline going before Jason Jordan comes back, or do you think that's his first big like breakout? Because that's what I see them going towards. Yeah, I feel like WWE style right is that because that storyline is there no matter what level of success Chad Gable has, it's always going to be kind of limited until uh, they pull the trigger for that storyline to come back. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I guess Jason Jordan is supposed to come back relatively soon, right? Yes. So he might come back really, really soon, and then they'll just go into, I don't know, maybe they would reform American Alpha, or if they're going to do like a rivalry thing. or I think they're going to do a rivalry thing with like Kurt in the the middle. I, I would totally be down with that. Or like kind of a mixture of both. What if he was like a manager for them as a tag team? Mm-hmm. Do like a world's greatest tag team 2.0 with American <sighs> Alpha? That'd be great. That'd be kind of cool. Because then you could even do the rivalry within the tag team, right? Like maybe they're both trying to be the one that gets the pinfall or that impresses Kurt the most in the match. Mm-hmm. And then Kurt could even be like giving them lessons afterwards. And it's like, hey, look, you know, it's like. Because he could call out their show, but it's like, hey, look, you know, I know that you're trying to get the pin, but like, look, it's more important that you work as a team and actually, you know, beat your opponents and stuff. So then it's like, hey, look, Chad, and you did really great this time. Like, you know, you were in the situation, you knew there was time to tag, and then you helped out your partner, so you get the star. Like, even though, yep, I know Joe Jordan, I know you got the pin, but Chad was the star of the match, and then Jordan be like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> Chad, fuck, I'm, Dad? Not, I'm the star. What the fuck, Chad? Well, I mean, Kurt doesn't even remember that uh, Jason is his son. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Yes, please. Let's talk about that. So we had one of the greatest segments on uh, one of the uh, one of the greatest talking segments on Raw recently, which is mm-hmm. the Sammy and Kevin show. This was set up. It was actually set up kind of similar to Kevin Owens used to do these um, wrestling DVDs called the Kevin Steen show, where it was just like. Mm-hmm. Very basic. It was like this sign in the corner, similar to what the Sammy and Kevin sign looked like. Um, and then these him and whoever he was interviewing uh, on like folding chairs. And that was it. Mm-hmm. Like that was the set. And so they said that a very similar setup, which is like them, but then they had a desk and all this other stuff. And they interviewed Kurt and it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, I fucking loved it. I especially loved to, yeah, they gave him that shitty little, like, lawn chair mm-hmm. to just, like, totally have that power status thing of, like, we're above you and you're below us. And I, I love, too, that, like, these guys are definitely supposed to be almost like um like podcasters, right? Yes. Like, they're supposed to be, like, these smarky little fucks. And, like, they're supposed you know, to be the smart marks. They're us, Joe. <laughs> they're listening. No, they're totally not. But if they are, then this is totally a rib on us, I bet. Yeah, uh, you're definitely Kevin and I'm Sammy. You think so? That, that's wh- Why would you think it would be switched? I don't know. I was going to ask you because I'm not sure. 
Because I see me as like the... Um, how would I describe this? I don't know. You're the angrier one, so that's why I gave you Kevin. Uh, <laughs> I would also say you're the stronger one too, so hence Kevin. And then I'm just the goofy guy that dances around and gets everyone to hate him. <laughs> huh. Okay. That's fair. I was going to say that maybe I'm Sammy because I'm more Jewish, but... Uh... Well, I wasn't gonna go I there. Too. Well, I wasn't gonna go there, but yeah. now I don't know. Oh, I fucking love the Sammy and Kevin mensch. show. The, the mensch. What a fucking great idea! And they need to keep this shit going. And I especially love that like Sammy's glasses came back into it, and the, like just the delivery of the whole forgetting Jason Jordan's like, oh yeah, you got a lot of kids, right? So you got five kids, or oh wait, you know what? I almost forgot Jason Jordan, but you know. I, I can't remember what is he like, but you did that for ha- your whole life or whatever. Yeah, you forgot him your whole life. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, fucking hilarious! And then, uh, yeah, of course, then they get squashed down by Lashley and Strowman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and holy shit, like Strowman is amazing. <laughs> like he beat the fuck out of those guys, and then just he was with the crowd. They're like that hot tag was amazing. He got Strowman got acknowledged by Jim Ross on his podcast this week as. That was the greatest football tackle he's ever seen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, I mean, we'll get into the greatest Royal Rumble here in just a minute or two, mm-hmm. but um, Strowman's got to be the guy that wins this, I think. Like, Yeah, I mean, there's, it's tough to predict a winner for this because, one, there's 50 guys, mm-hmm. um, and then, two, is the have they said anything about a, what the winner gets? Is it just you've won the greatest Royal Rumble, or is it, oh, you get a title shot at SummerSlam or something like that? I feel like at the very least, you've got to get a title shot. Right? But, yeah. And so that's why, like, I I think it should be Strowman as well, but, like, I think they might just throw out, say, like a Daniel Bryan or something like that, just to get the whole arena doing the yes chant kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be really exciting, and uh, I guess this would be dependent on the order of the booking and things like that. But what if the greatest, because Ro- normally with the Royal Rumble, you get the title match at WrestleMania or whatever. But the greatest yes. Royal Rumble, what if if they had the uh, the title match actually go on after this and say like, "Hey, whoever wins the greatest Royal Rumble, you're in the title match too. You're in the steel cage." Mm. So then we can get a surprise triple threat, and then all of a sudden, bam, maybe Strowman wins the title too. Yeah, because that's also, that's another match that's, like, up in the air. It's like, mm-hmm. do you get Roman the win over there so he doesn't get booed initially in the win, but then he's going to get booed later when he comes back to the States? Also, I have no idea of, like, uh, Brock's contract status. Um, mm-hmm. There's reports that it goes on for a couple more months, but then there's reports that he's also worked in a UFC fight to that, so, like, when does he leave for that? Like, mm-hmm. There's a lot of variables going into the show. Yeah. It's very, very... A lot of stuff in the air, for sure. Um, but another thing that's uh, very interesting, a little bit of a change in the wind, what did you think of Miz bringing up the, his little claims of, like, oh, becoming a father has changed him and stuff? I thought that was a very interesting new oh, layer to his heal them, right? That was like, fantastic. That... And then I love the little shot at Daniel saying, he's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, Daniel hasn't changed, though. Like... He's still right. holding on to this grudge. I thought that was fantastic. I love that. Like he's like he's so slimy that he would even use 
his child's birth in like this promo to try and like guilt Daniel Bryan into not fighting him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and they just uh, do you know Miz's daughter's name? Monroe Sky. Like Monroe what the Sky. fuck? That's what it is. So there was a sign in the crowd. Apparently, it said Birdie versus Monroe Sky. <laughs> But yeah, uh, what it's going to be like WrestleMania fifty? Yeah, <laughs> WrestleMania fifty five. Birdie versus Monroe. Yeah, I think they had the name. T- they had Birdie Bella, and I was like, well, "Why is she taking mom's name? Like, why wasn't it Birdie like Brian or something?" Birdie Brian. Yeah, dude, Birdie Brian would be way better. Yeah, B squared. Oh my squared. god, yes. B squared. B squared. <laughs> B squared. It's better than BJ. Fucking blowjob for Birdie Joe. Oh man, yeah, Birdie Brian. Oh my God, I can't, I I pray to the gods that Birdie Brian becomes a wrestler someday, and she's just a girl version of Daniel Bryan. I have like, to. I may now watch episodes of Total Bellas just to see what they call her on that show. I don't know. That's gonna be hard to watch with uh, Br- uh, Nikki now being ugh, like ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. she's all. I I haven't looked into it very much, but like there was some sort of little video that surfaced. That I saw a second clip of that she was like doing all this like weird, gross, like uh, sensual, like twerking, dancing with like her brother filming, and she was like looking at the camera all fuck eyed. Like, I was like, I don't know what's going on here. This is she gross. trying to uh, win John back though. <laughs> yeah, it's like, is this how you're trying to make John jealous of? I don't know what the hell's going on. It's um. <laughs> Uh, speaking of the Miz's segment, though, I mm-hmm. loved Cass's promo. Yeah, Cass has come a long way there. I thought he killed it. I thought that the logic was great. And I just loved... So his reasoning was great initially for wanting to attack Daniel Bryan, right? It's like, we were cleared at the same time, but all anyone was talking about was him. Great. But then yeah. he adds in this layers of... I used to be small like Daniel, and so I hate that version of myself, so, so therefore I hate Dan Bryan, and I was just like, holy shit, that's so great, like, and that is, people can understand that, right? Hold on, let me stop you there. That is great, the fact that he understands it and just explained it as a character is not. Ooh. Because if he's so self-aware of it, then why is, like, like what the fuck's going on, like, what is this? I mean, like, you can understand it, but still hate. But I don't. It, I I feel like it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Then it also it's just it's so weird because it felt so, ex, like too explainy. Like if you understood this about yourself, you wouldn't explain it like in a clinical way. In that way, that is almost like you're explaining your character to an audience. Uh, it, it 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 felt very fourth wally to me. That was like, oh hey, and here's my whole character, and here's my backstory. Like, I it just felt it very contrived. It's, it's people can relate to it as they might have had that friend that was friends with them while they were lowly commoners, as you and I were discussing before we started recording at some point, and then they get promoted or something like that, and then leave their friend in the dust, right? And so that's mm-hmm. what Cass is doing. Cass is that guy that, yeah, I was short and scrawny and I couldn't beat up anybody, and then I got, I grew up and I got tall and I started being able to beat these kids up. And forgetting, like, he's he's not the humble guy that's remembering his mm-hmm. humble roots and stuff like that. That's what I took it as. Okay. I guess that. He's the guy bragging about... And, and, right, he, and he says that to the crowd. He's like, mm-hmm. I achieve my dreams, you won't. Mm. Yeah. Okay. 
then hmm, maybe I guess maybe they should have paced that out a little bit then because I feel like it gets lost in like because that could have been like a development in the storyline and his thing because like I feel like it's compelling enough for him to just be mad about the fact that he got cleared at the same time as Daniel Bryan and therefore nobody cared about him yes and that that would have been fine right and it was a very long promo I'll give you that it was like a 10 minute segment yeah that was a long time um but I do like I don't know this, this does feel like really genuine and organic right like that he could totally be mad about that sort of thing and it's just yeah it didn't feel scripted at all and I, I feel like it's going to play into the Royal Rumble. Small spoiler alert. I think Cass is going to eliminate him from the Rumble. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to get a big old boot to the face, unfortunately. And then, yeah, Daniel Bryan could get his revenge at Backlash, appropriately named. Yeah. <laughs> Which used to be Backlash for WrestleMania, and now it's going to be Backlash for this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so speaking of some little bit of Backlash, I have Exhibit A to start pointing out to you the fact that I was right, Joe. And I'm not happy about the fact that I was right. That Asuka losing at WrestleMania is the start of the downfall of Asuka. Because guess who lost this week? Asuka. Asuka. She lost again. You see what's happening, Joe? Do you see what's happening? Asuka's falling down the card. She's falling down the steps. Oh, oh God, help me. Oh, oh God. Then she's going to be in the basement, dead. Poor Asuka. But Asuka didn't get pinned, though. Uh, no, but it's a start. I mean, hey, back in NXT, Asuka could be both of these bitches by herself. But now, apparently, with the help of Becky Lynch, she loses. And tag team matches were apparently canon for her streak because she had to win the whole mixed match challenge with Miz. So. Ugh, that was such bullshit because she's lost, like, Battle Royals and stuff before. It, ugh. I hate that they made that can with the Mixed Mass Challenge. Yeah. Yeah. My disappointment grows. Until she loses another singles match, I'm not worried. You know what? Probably be next week. I don't think you have to wait that long. You're going to put the belt on it? (laughs) No, I'll put the belt on the... Well, you're putting the belt on the line for the Greatest Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. Apparently Uh, no women are allowed to compete in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So we don't have to worry about Oscar losing there. Yep. Um, also, See, look at that Oscar lost. She can't even compete in Saudi Arabia. Uh, but the the Usos, I don't know how they're going to get their upper hand on the Bludgeon Brothers in uh, Jeddah because they can't bring Naomi. So, yep. So how I great though! They... I I actually enjoyed this interference, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because it well, made this, yeah, this story had this had like a build to it. Yes, like. Naomi had interacted with them before and stopped them mm-hmm. from beating up her husband some more. Um, but then, like, her entrance, it makes sense that you would get distracted by that because, one, all the lights went off at first. So, mm-hmm. obviously, like, Usos, knowing this is coming, could, like, get into position to attack the Bludgeon Brothers how they wanted to. And then, two, Naomi's entrance is just so big and grand that you would get distracted by that. is isn't just some music playing you just go, oh, wait, what's that song? Like, mm-hmm. so I, I actually enjoyed this this uh, musical interference. Yeah, I thought it actually made a lot of sense. It was well done. Yeah. And it, like, really makes sense for the storyline, too, because they're, like, 
they're building these guys up as like the type of like horror vil- like horror movie villain guys that like you can't actually kill but like you can kind of distract them and escape them or get a, a temporary one up and that's about it yeah until the sequel comes out and the guy comes back yep exactly <laughs> and this uh this greatest Royal rumble i think is going to be part of the sequel where they get destroyed oh you think the usos get destroyed here or oh yeah okay because naomi's not there and i think that's i think that might even be part of the storyline Right, is that it's like, oh well, Naomi couldn't be there to help you guys, so it got destroyed. I mean, I do think the Bludgeon Brothers are going to win, but I think the Usos might try something like different and creative <clears throat> to try to get the upper hand. So I'm interested to see what that is. Hmm. Okay, I can see that. Maybe, maybe like New Day comes out to distract for them instead. Maybe something like that. Yeah. Actually, oh that my would be God, Biggie comes out like doing Naomi's entrance. Oh my God, Biggie comes out in drag, like. <laughs> holy shit <laughs> oh my god that would be so fucking funny i mean i wouldn't want him to do it because like in saudi arabia maybe he'd get killed but yeah like, that's in our own fan, like in our own head oh my god biggie and drag holy shit because Naomi's entrance we've seen him twerk so you know he can do or you know fucking actually all three of them in new day yeah all three of them in drag as naomi holy shit they'd be hilarious especially like kofi he's got like the crazy um like pigtail things like he could die yeah. those those would be like, oh my god. Get gosh. extensions, of, like those green extensions mm-hmm. off of those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Holy shit, that'd be fucking hilarious. The new, the new Naomi Day? <laughs> new Omi Day? <laughs> new Omi Day? That would be great. The new Omi Day! Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, my only other highlight is the end of SmackDown this week. Where we got Shinsuke really coming into his heel character, I think. Like, this was mm-hmm. probably the culmination of it, right? Of, uh, he takes out AJ Styles with another low blow. Did he hit the Kinshasa on AJ again, or? I know he hit the Kinshasa on, um, Carl Anderson. Twice. Twice, but I, I'm trying to remember, I don't think he hit it on AJ. Yeah. I think he attempted to hit it on AJ, Carl blocks it. And then AJ's still down from the low blow. And then Shinsuke sets up Carlo again for the Kinshasa, but AJ tries to get in the way. Can't, though, because he's just so beaten down. And mm. Shinsuke hits the second Kinshasa and Carl. I thought this was a great fucking segment. Yeah, this is great. He's got the new music. Uh, yeah. It's more intense. Uh, new music. I think... that Apparently, they did it on the purpose of it. It's hard to sing along to, so... Well, maybe two motherfuckers that don't speak no Japanese. Well, yeah. Because I'm American. And I speak American. But uh, I can tell you at least some of the lyrics is that he's saying, Don't you understand that I'm the best? <laughs> That's great. Wakataka! Ore wa Ichiban! That's the part where he's saying that. <laughs> but it's a little bit faster than that. I broke yes. it down just a little bit. Just to prove to you motherfuckers, I do know what I'm talking about. <laughs> a little bit. I did learn something in college. Hontini <laughs> Uh Anyway. Hola, como esta? <laughs> breaking out the door of the Explorer Spanish over here. <laughs> door of the Explorer Spanish. <laughs> Yes, that is the level of Spanish that I speak. 
¿Cómo está? Bien, ¿eh tú? ¿Dónde es la biblioteca? ¿Dónde, ¿Dónde está la biblioteca? Aquí. Aquí. La biblioteca en... Nope, I don't know any Spanish. I'm sorry. I know Japanese, not Spanish. Uh, you're, you're doing pretty good there. To, I, was, I was trying to, get to say, like, of truth, but I don't know of... Oh, I, I don't know. Truth is, like, veridad, right? Veridad? I think so. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know truth. Uh, of is uh, day, though, I think. Day. Damn it. That's, like, the fucking easiest one. I should have known that one. Yeah. I was just going to say... De veridad. <laughs> de lucha. La biblioteca is in mes pantalones. <laughs> in mes pantalones. <laughs> la biblioteca de lucha. <laughs> in la pantalones. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh. Anyway, speaking of getting fucked up, Charlotte fucked up Carmela at that contract signing. Oh Holy yeah. Shit. Almost Do you think that was segment. a little bit shoot? Like, I don't know. That was really aggressive. Not sure. Because I, I, I don't know. Like, I watched that and I was like, I, I'm not quite sure. Because, like, a lot of the other times I feel like it looks more fake than that. And I don't know if they just did a tremendous job of Charlotte just looking vicious or if she kind of snatched her a little bit. <laughs> I think it's probably coming from the whole, uh, like, Charlotte coming off of, like, such a great win over Asuka and then getting the oh. toast. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit when you said that. Sorry. So that thing that happened at WrestleMania, coming off of that, <laughs> uh, uh, and then losing it in such a horrible way, I think they kind of want to bring up like, the the mean streak in Charlotte, maybe. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's where it's coming from. Yeah, because I mean, I feel like the storyline here is definitely that Charlotte is probably going to beat Carmella and get the title right back. Probably. I feel like that's actually probably the smartest move for both, right? Because then Carmella can be really devastated by the fact that she had such a short title reign. Or do you think they do something crazy where she can, like, retain just one more time or something? I think if she does, it's going to have to be because, like, the Iconics get involved. Like, it would... And then that could be, it's like, a storyline of them maybe being, like, a group together. Yeah, either I, being totally grouped together or like the yeah. iconics like kind of draw Charlotte away from the title picture for now. Like she has to go yeah. beat them mm-hmm. first and then come back. Right, like you could do that and then have uh, like Oscar go and get the title off of Carmella, but then you could have like Charlotte and Becky go after the iconics. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Because mm-hmm. then that would be great. You could like maybe try and resurrect Oscar before you fucking murder her. And make her Bailey 2.0. Because they fucking have done so... Oh my god, they've fucking crapped on Bailey so bad. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. But it's like, she's so good, it's salvageable. And Asuka's so good, it's salvageable. But they could fuck it up just like they fucked up Bailey. I'm just saying. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think we've pretty much hit most of the things on SmackDown. A really big point I wanted to point out in two point, uh, 205 Live before we go on. Uh, oh, that match was a great was, show this week. Yeah, great gauntlet match. But why the fuck did they decide to put all these goddamn like promos in the middle of the fucking match? Aren't I supposed to be watching the fucking match? You fucking assholes. It also would have like, been it would have been better to give like 
that would be a break in between the matches, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Just have the promo play. It gives the audience a little bit of a rest. It gives the wrestlers a little bit of a rest in between. And it would have been a great point for like him to put over all those guys. Could then they're like, oh hey, you know who's next is this person. What do you think of them? Like as they're because he could have done the promos as they're entering, right? Yeah. Like they're doing their entrance, and he's like, oh wow, hey Tony needs to come down here. He's the premier athlete. Like holy shit, you know if he comes in there, I'm gonna have a really physical matchup at the Greatest Royal Rumble. And like, oh wow, uh, you know there's Drew Gulak, and if he wins it, I'm gonna have a really technical matchup at the Greatest Royal Rumble, and I'm gonna have to you know make sure I don't get any injuries before then, otherwise he'll you know, pick out that spot and try to make me tap like fuck but instead they i it's sickened me too that she comes up dasha comes up or whoever the fuck it was that was speaking with them and she's like hey cedric i noticed that you're paying attention to this match but how about i talk to you about this shit really quick and it's like now we can't pay attention to the match you stupid bitch <laughs> because he can't watch it because he has to talk to your stupid ass and now apparently i have to watch this too Oh, oh my God! It made me so mad. Like I, I could tell. It's like it's so stupid. Just put it between the matches, like we said. Ugh, ugh. Stupid uh, fucks. Other than that, though, the storytelling of these matches were some of the best I've seen on Two Hundred Five Live in a long time. D- Drew Gulak is a fucking star. Yeah, I love when he came out and he was just like taunting Ali, and he's like, "Oh, are you hurt?" Hey. hey, is your leg okay? <laughs> that but was then, so good. And that was just great booking. I mean, having mm-hmm. Ali do the thing that was going to hurt his, uh, it was his knee, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then, like, TJP, like, fucking up his knee with the uh, knee bar and stuff. Exactly, yeah. And then Ali having to hit that move to take out TJP. <clears throat> it's like, okay, but you got him, but now you're screwed up for the next match. Who's out next? The submission specialist of Drew mm-hmm. Gulak, so... Oh, man, then, like, Tony Nese's loss, too, was, like, really well done. Like, he oh was devastated. And it, it's, it's there's just, it's, it was like a mini Royal Rumble, right? Because now you have all these storylines coming out of that. Mm-hmm. You have Ali can split off with either TJP or Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak has Tony Nese or Mustafa Ali, and then, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, it's great. And then it's also perfect, too, um, in a way that, like, because Kalisto is the perfect guy to lose to Cedric Alexander. Yes. So he was the guy to win here. <laughs> Take a loss. I think it's also, he's a good guy to put in front of this crowd. He's a crowd favorite. Yeah, yeah uh, he's, like, a nice crowd favorite. He can sell a bunch of Lucha masks. Exactly. You know, he's a guy that's smaller than Cedric, so he can, like, make Cedric look big and powerful. Mm-hmm. He's a former Cruiserweight champion, so that lends credibility. He's going to do he the- crazy flips and shit. Mm-hmm. Exactly, he's gonna do cruiserweighty type things by flipping and jumping, <laughs> and then he's gonna eat a big old lumbar check and a pin. Exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, so should we pretty much just get into the greatest row rumble then? Get some predictions. Yes. Let's shall, shall we? <laughs> let's shall. Let's shall. Let's Ooh, shall. But we? let's speaking of let's shall. One quick note uh, on the road to Dontaku for New Japan. Quick update. New Japan update. Jay White was able to retain his title over David Finley in what was a pretty damn good match. Interesting. I thought they might have thrown it onto Finley because he's the rising star as well. No, it was it was actually it was really good. Um, I would encourage people checking that out. And it was a nice little uh, angle afterwards too, because 
yeah, White grabbed the mic and reminded us that apparently in their record against each other, Jay White has beaten Finley 10-1 to 1 in mm. their matches. And the only time Finley ever beat him was like several years ago or something like that, like just one match a long time ago. And then saying that every all shall bleed to the Switchblade. So, check it out. Great match. A table yes. gets involved, and Japanese tables are definitely different than American tables. Just keep that in mind, folks. They are really hard. <laughs> they are not uh, gimmicked the same way that the American tables are. <laughs> um, but yeah, greatest Royal Rumble predictions. What is yes. the start? What's the first match? Uh, well, we have ten matches. Uh, down at the bottom here, we have Undertaker Rusev in a casket match. Uh, Taker, duh. Uh, th- yeah, I think hands down. Uh, this one could go either way. John Cena versus Triple H in just a straight up singles match. Hmm. Uh... I think you've got like Cena the baby face in front of this crowd, mm-hmm. but Triple H also might do his. Hey, I'm a heel usually, but I'm a baby face here because the international countries seem to love me. So. Hmm true although i feel like it's going to be a cena win mm-hmm. um, try to recover from wrestlemania a little bit of a recovery from wrestlemania um so then him and taker can get like parallel wins on the show because i was actually thinking like booking wise too you could maybe even do these one after another like say cena wins and then you have taker's entrance right after that like you lights go out and stuff like that like and see kind of like he walks by cena or something like that like Yep, exactly. Like, mm. tease that maybe it's not quite over sort of thing. Mm. Uh, I mean, hell, yeah. yeah, they could do a short match at SummerSlam or something like that. Yeah, fuck it, yeah. why not? I mean, they did it at WrestleMania, I guess, so they could do it again. Or they could just decide to have another match at Backlash, because fuck it, that's in another <laughs> week. <laughs> and they only have five matches announced for that one so far. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I feel like Cena wins here, because I feel like they're going to try and load this with like a lot of... Um, crowd heavy wins or at least that's what their attempt is it's like all right look let's try get a lot of different wins on here that like hopefully the crowd will pop for because i think they really want to try and make sure that like people have a lasting memory of this show and it being a big deal and like with if cena was only gonna be in the rumble then like he probably wasn't gonna win it so it's like all right let's give him a match to win and i don't know i guess triple h is a guy that's not involved with the storyline so he can just kind of lose yeah, this is. And he's a big name. This one and Undertaker Rusev have been like the least built up matches. Mm-hmm. Um, because like Cena and Triple H aren't on TV. Rusev, I think, only mentioned Undertaker once, maybe. I think in the build up to this, at least on TV. So, well, that was. I mean, he's he started doing some other shit like talking on online, but like, yeah, stop that shit real quick. Mm-hmm. Even though that was fucking awesome, he was like, basically, like, I'm not afraid of that old man. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, what Cena was basically saying a couple months ago. Yeah, how fucking hypocritical of them. What bitches. I hate uh, that. So, I th- yeah, I think I'm going to go with Cena on this one. Cena? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Smart pick. Cedric Alexander uh, going in as the Cruiserweight Champion against Kalisto. I think Cedric retains. Yeah, I would be really surprised if they <laughs> didn't have Cedric retain here. So. Yeah. Yeah, Cedric retains. Um, and that's the right move. Give him, because the, the the heat with like how long they had like the storyline too of like we need a champion we haven't had a champion in so long and then if the champion just loses in his first title defense it's like wow he sucks 
<laughs> exactly. Uh, then we have the Bludgeon Brothers against the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Uh, I think Bludgeon Brothers retain. I agree. And yeah, I think they're going to destroy because Naomi won't be there. And unfortunately, the New Day won't be there to save them in drag either. So <laughs> I do think, though, that Usos will probably get more offense than they did at WrestleMania. I think that Definitely. was the point yeah. of this SmackDown segment was that they've figured out a way to at least try to get an upper hand. So mm-hmm. They got to do those running jump kicks. Apparently, yeah. that's the key. <laughs> just constantly run off the barricade and take out the... <laughs> Yeah, just always be running and then jump kicking. Yeah. Now, uh, the next couple matches are uh, a lot of the other championship matches, and they're rumored that there's going to be a lot of changes. So let's see what we think. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one up, we have the Raw Tag Team Championship: uh, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy versus Cesaro and Sheamus. I think Bray and Matt take this one. I do too. Because I feel like that would just have been really fucking dumb to have done the whole bar trade and then trade him back thing. Like, that's just... Yeah. And the bar right now just fits better with the tag teams over on SmackDown. Bray and Matt fit better with the teams over on Raw, so might as well keep them that way. Yeah. Exactly. And I think it's a way to reward both teams, right? Because, like, Hardy and Wyatt get, like, a nice tag team, like, boost because they're the champions and they get to run with that and then the bar get to have like a new scene to go play with because yeah. they I think they did really well on Raw. Yeah. Like the bar is a good tag team. Yeah. It's the best thing Sheamus has ever done. And it's one of the better things that Cesaro's ever done. Yeah, Cesaro I think has definitely raised his stock in this tag team. Well I think I think it raises his stock in the fact that he's so good that he was able to raise Sheamus into being good. Like well, and also, that, like, Cesaro had that mouth injury and then got a mm-hmm. mouth guard over. Yeah. So, like, that that's the kind of stuff I think about. Yeah, because, well, I mean, I think I think about the fact that, like, he was already over his fuck with, like, being the king of swing and stuff like that. Yeah, and he exactly. just squashed all that. So, so, he's already done even better stuff. But the fact that he was able to get Sheamus over is, like, holy shit. Like, I didn't think that was possible. I'm still waiting for the day that... Sorrow and a, re- a returning Cassius Ono take out Sheamus and then Ooh. they reunite. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Uh, I'll be down with that. Okay, so now is actually more of our interesting title switch opportunities. Mm. Uh, Jeff Hardy versus Jinder Mahal for the United States Championship. Yeah, this is a because let this me is pull a tough one. up backlash card. This, I feel like the, the decision for this is intimately linked to the decision for the Intercontinental title in the ladder match. Yes. Right? Because assumedly they're going to put one on one show and one on the other. Yes. So for the Raw Tag Team Championship match, if the bar wins, they move over to Raw. Um, but in these matches for, like, say, the Intercontinental and the U.S. title, whoever mm-hmm. wins it, the title goes to whoever show they're already on. I feel like I think both champions are actually going to retain. That's what I'm going to say. Interesting. For um, Intercontinental and US? Mm-hmm. Because uh, kind of like previously with my theory where I was saying that they want to like have, load this up with like big babyface wins. Yeah. Jinder, like, um, 
Jinder Mahal, like, nobody really gives a fuck about him. Um, but, like, Jeff Hardy is still one of their kind of bigger stars. And, like, I think they do want to give him another shot here as, like, a singles star. And for right now, like, their main event scene is just, it's too, there's too many people there. And Daniel Bryan is there right now. So they mm-hmm. they need to deal with that. So having the U.S. title there with Jeff Hardy makes sense. And he's always been good at that role, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he's had the Intercontinental title. I think he's up there. Like, I think he's close to Jericho's, like, number of reigns. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just that good mid-card th- uh, kind of guy. And you're right. He's very good at, like, hyping up the crowd and stuff. So, mm-hmm. And, like, he's, he's starting to develop a thing with Randy Orton right now yeah. over on SmackDown. So I could see that continuing to go and, like, Shelton Benjamin's getting in the mix. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. So this also decides, this match decides a match at Backlash because I think whoever wins, Orton has the match against at Backlash. Oh, is that is that an official thing? I think so. It's actually not listed on the Wikipedia yet, but I'm pretty sure I heard that. Okay. Okay, so yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, then. Let's do it with Jeff. Especially, too, with, like, Jinder losing to Chad Gable. I feel like that might also be a sign of that it's like, all right, look, maybe they're... I don't know. Maybe they'll move on with Jinder Mahal. Realize he's not that great. Uh, Here's the match that I think is actually going to change hands. AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE Championship. So, wait. Do you you agree with Jeff Hardy? Oh, Jeff Hardy, yeah. Okay. All right, which one are you going to next? WWE Championship, uh, AJ versus Shinsuke. I think Shinsuke takes it here. I agree. I I think it's time, and that actually, I'm going to add this. If they don't, then that's kind of a fuck up. Yes, because a, it would I mean, it would waste his heel turn in a way. Yeah, it, that's the problem with this show showing up where it is because like we are just getting like the solidification of a heel Shinsuke. But I think this this past SmackDown did solidify that enough that him winning here is going to be good enough. Mm-hmm. And also from a booking perspective too, like if they're also expected to fight a backlash, and if Shinsuke loses, then like why the fuck is he getting a third match? Exactly. So I think he has to win. Mm-hmm. Unless it's going to be one of those like. Do you think it could end up being, like, a disqualification? Like, he ends up doing the low blow, and he just gets caught by the ref, so it's, like, a non-finish. And then it would be like, oh, well, maybe he should lose, but then, you know, Styles is like, fuck this shit. Like, I want to f- kill Nakamura. I'm done with this shit. I'm tired of fucking getting hit in the balls. Like, <laughs> I'm going to put you away once and for all. I mean, and then that's Shinsuke's lucky that, that I think AJ's done with having kids, so. <laughs> um... And then, like, finally loses that backlash. I think this if this was just some random special in the U.S., yeah, I think that would be the finish. But I do think Mm -hmm. they want to have some titles change hands here, so. Yeah. That would make sense. Uh, Um, But then, switching back over to that, do you give your prediction for the Intercontinental title? That was the next match I was going to bring up. Oh, okay, cool. So then we have Intercontinental ladder match. Um, Mm -hmm. Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, and The Miz. I think this changes here, too. Um, you think this one changes? Yeah. Hmm. Who are you taking? I think Finn might take it here. You think Mr. Finn Balor? Because then that, with our booking at least, we have Jeff winning against Jinder. 
So that means U.S. title stays on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And so it would have to be either be Seth or Finn for it to stay on Raw, right? Yep. Well, I agree partially in that I think Raw is going to keep the title, but I think Rollins is going to keep the title because, uh, one, he's the current champion. I think they want to try and, you know, do a couple of retentions here on the show. And two, they, they've, I think they've been hinting a little bit that they might want to go in the direction of if when Rain gets the Universal title, maybe they'll do like a Universal champion versus Intercontinental champion feud. Mm. They have and been have, pushed, it, like, have it be like Seth and you know Roman. Seth has been on a hot streak since winning this title. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I'm going to go Rollins. Okay. That and the fact that Rollins is um, booked at Backlash against Miz for the Intercontinental title. Card subject to change. Card subject to change. True. And uh, so now we go on to the Universal title? Yes, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns in a steel cage match. Universal title in so, a cage match. Cage match mm. means, usually it means no one's getting pinned. But with WWE logic, it's just going to mm-hmm. be a regular match where someone gets pinned. Yep. <laughs> True. Ugh. This is fucking hard but um my my gut says it's rains because my gut says too because i think that's like a big title change and i think that's Mm -hmm. like i said they're looking at this like wrestlemania part two so i i'm picking rains for this fact i think this fact alone that I feel like the only rationale for them to finally realize that they need to give up on the Roman Reigns experiment and actually, like, do something different would be them admitting defeat, and they don't do that. So they're like, fuck it, Reigns is winning. And he's just, I think he's just, I think it's just going to be straight up, like, it's what they wanted to happen at WrestleMania. Yeah. I also am then looking forward to Samoa Joe cutting the promo. Because he said this week, he's like, I'm getting the IC belt, and then if Reigns mm-hmm. gets the Universal, I'm trying for that, too. So Joe losing this ladder match, uh, you could have him come out and be like, well, I'm just going to go for the Universal title. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Obviously, he would say it a lot better, because he's fucking great at promos. So, Yeah, he's been killing it, dude. I, I love Samoa Joe. Uh, Alright, so do you think Reigns is winning as well? Yep. What do you think against him and Lesnar? Yeah, I think Reigns wins. Do you think there's the any off chance that they do some sort of brilliant shit and have like the authors of pain come into the cage and fuck up Lesnar for him and we have a super giant Roman Reigns heel turn along with winning the title? No, I don't think so. <laughs> only in our only in our minds. Yeah. In only at hearts. the better booking bureau. Exactly. Only at the better booking bureau would that happen. Uh and then we have the greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, so, so far we have 26 of the 25 entrants, um, and one of them... None will, of them matter, except for one. Uh, one of them will be a, the one of the winners of the WWE tryout in Saudi Arabia. Mm. Uh, but so far we have Dan O'Brien, Big Show, Braun Strowman, Kurt Angle, Apollo Crews, Titus O'Neil, Elias, Goldust... Mojo Raleigh, Dolph Ziggler, Baron Corbin, Chad Gable, Biggie, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, Shelton Benjamin, Sakara, 
Chris Jericho, Bobby Roode, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Shane McMahon, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, The Great Khali, and Mark Henry. That is a lot of names. Yes. Also, Mark Henry coming out of retirement. Yep, motherfucker. Already. In that salmon. Oh, you should come out in the salmon jacket. That'd be hilarious as fuck. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be good. Uh, but even he will be eliminated and lose to Senor Braun Strowman, who is destined to win the greatest Royal Rumble. I think so, too. I think Braun needs that big win. Uh, as entertaining as that segment was at WrestleMania, I think this is going to be his WrestleMania moment. Yeah, I feel like the only other guy that really could and maybe should win this thing would be Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're not going to give it to him because I feel like they they just don't want to give him anything that's long-term, right? Because like with this, if, if it's not going to pay off immediately with like a match, then it's like, oh, we'll have to wait a couple months to see if you're still healthy. And I think they're just kind of, you know, they, they want to keep testing the waters of Daniel Bryan, make sure he's still healthy. Exactly, and I think, too, he's got some things already on his plate, right? Like, I think mm-hmm. he's got the cast thing, he's got the Miz thing, so... Right. Whereas Braun doesn't have too much. Because, like, yeah, because, like, with Daniel Bryan, I could definitely still see it as, like, a justification for him then going, like, be the next guy to go after Shinsuke. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, I won the greatest Royal Rumble, so at Money in the Bank or whatever the fuck the next pay-per-view after Backlash is, then I get to fight you. Because, like, you know, AJ get his rematch, and then he could deal with big cast in the meantime. And then do that. But with Braun Strowman, yeah, you could have him be like, all right, well, I'm going after Roman then with the title. Yeah. After, you know, uh, Samoa Joe gets rid of him. And, you know, fuck, if you wanted to, maybe, uh, I don't know what the continued thing with his, uh, with Lashley's going to be, but maybe you have a match with uh, Strowman and Lashley at Backlash. Maybe they would even do, like, a, do you think they would try to do, like, a two guys win the Royal Rumble thing again? And then have them, like, fight for the spot? Mm, I think they want a definitive winner. I think so, too. Because I think they want to make sure that everybody goes home happy to some extent. Uh, yeah, actually, you know what? The other thing I want to say is it makes sense that they'll go with Strowman, I think, over Daniel Bryan. Because if if they went with Daniel Bryan, that would also kind of be admitting that they were wrong, wouldn't it? Because, like, if he wins a Royal Rumble, is it's kind of a redemption for the Royal Rumbles that he should have won back when he was, like, getting the WrestleMania push. You know what I mean? Like, the the mm. year that he should have won it, or the two different years that he should have won it. Because then there was the year that, like, he wasn't even in it, and then there was the year that Reigns won it. And that was yeah. terrible. So, like, if they give him a Royal Rumble win, it would be kind of like, oh, yeah, we admit that we were wrong, and he should have won one of those. Like, either the one that Batista won or the one that Reigns won. So, I think for that reason also, Daniel Bryan will not win. <laughs> yeah, I can see that now. And it would be a really... It, admittedly, it would be a really good heat spot for Cass. If Cass gets the elimination on him, that would be really good. And help like, and it, really justify the match at Backlash. And really hype up Cass then, too. Right. So, I'd be down for it. I think Strowman's the guy. And uh, so, just to recap, for because uh, I wrote down all of our things... Do you realize that the uh, Super Smart Brothers Championship is on the line in the Intercontinental title match? Because that is the only match where we had a different prediction. Yep. Because that's our usual thing, right? Out yep. Of like 10 matches, one will be different. Yep. So we, we picked Rollins and Balor. 
the two guys that are in the eternal rivalry right now on so Monday knowing Night Raw appropriately. Knowing how uh, it usually works for us, uh, someone else is going to win. <laughs> yeah, it'll be Samoa Joe. Yeah. Or uh, Miz. Exactly. Oh, fuck, that can't happen. Shit, because that'll mean you fucking retain. Damn it. <laughs> Rollins, you better come through, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I need you. You're the one that fucking cost me the title, so now you can redeem yourself and win it back for me. There we go. It's poetic justice. Alright, I think that's going to do it for us this week. We have to uh, start preparing for another six-hour show. I know, right? It's it's insane. It's it's like it's like prepping for a marathon. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, I have to get my body ready for this. I gotta train. I gotta get my snacks. Gotta get my water. Gotta get yeah. everything. All right, so that's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, catch us on our social media and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on anywhere you can get podcasts. And uh, go check out Alt Raw. We put up the right. one for last week. And uh, we're going to go put up one this week uh, after the Greatest Royal Rumble because I'm sure there will be some very interesting implications from that show that we'll have to factor into our booking. But uh, yes, check that out on our site. Um, it's connected into – actually, you know, I'll, have to, I'll have to link it into some other stuff Yeah, because I think it's just on its own right now. But you can find that online. And, uh, yeah, vote when we put out the uh, Twitter poll as well to show – that our alt-raw is better than WWE's raw. Because it will be. Totally. Alright, that's going to do it for us this week. Peace. Peace.